Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs, you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being. This podcast is going to connect you with women who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now. We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution. We're tapping into the struggles of growing and operating six-figure businesses, being totally broke and then rising to riches. We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence, and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality. We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted shoulds. And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Hello, wild ladies. Welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast for the wild woman ready to rise. Today, we have a treat in store for you. We have Angela Sumner with us, and Angela is one of our Hypermind sisters who we have just grown to love. I'm obsessed with your vibe, Angela. And yeah, Angela's and her witchy ways. We're so excited to be introducing you to Angela today. And Angela, I'd love for you just to like tell us a bit about yourself before we dive in. Oh my goodness. I would love to. Hello, Robin and Jack. Hello, everyone who's listening. I'm so glad to be here. So my work in this world is as an awakened white witch. And what that means is essentially I'm here as a channel of light and the truth. And I basically shed this illuminated essence onto whatever 
is dark. And so there's a lot of triggers that come up. There's a lot of shadows and, and um, murkiness that comes out to play. And I love to pull those things to the surface so I can help other people and myself transmute them into usable energy. So I am a transformation agent. I teach transformation. I embody transformation. I work with rebirth and death and the darkness and the light and the duality of being human. <laughs> so that's me. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's no wonder that immediately when you joined the Hypermind, I think like honestly, within the first two days, I was like, I have a total girl crush on you. I hope that's allowed. But even if it's not allowed, it's what's happening in my heart. And I, I yeah, have just felt so drawn to you. And like without even really knowing what you do, I'm so enamored by your energy and your like, I just am over here almost blushing because I feel like such a <laughs> like such a fan girl and i don't even i can't even really explain it yeah i feel like you and i both felt this right away we were both just like gravitating towards we're like angela who is angela what is angela all about we're like let's go stalk her because she yeah just like we could feel your energy and it felt amazing well i felt the same way about both of you because you're a duo and it's so rare that you see two women who are absolutely drop-dead, stunning, rooted in their power, connected to spirit and source, supporting one another with families and businesses that are thriving, working together in that way. And I was like, what is this? What are they doing? And I felt exactly the same way, totally enamored, really in awe. And the more I get to watch you and learn from you and and just see you and be in your energy. I'm like, yes, this is what I signed up for. Oh my gosh. And this has like been a thing for Rob and I like just, just recently, because even um, like Melanie, our coach that we all share, like said something similar to us. She's like, okay, there's, there's like the two of you and the two of you guys supporting each other. And them is not 100%. It's two women in their power, each at 100%. She's like, your company's operates at 200%. Like that's your capacity here. And we were like, oh, yeah, like we've been doing this for what feels like so long together. It's so natural for us that it's just the way it, you know, it's been and it is. Sometimes we really forget about the power of the duo. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> You're welcome. It's, I don't know if you even fully know the power that you two hold together. And we need that in this world. We need women who are loving each other, supporting each other, having these growing pains, you know, the way that you support each other and push each other to grow and love each other through the growing pains, it's like, it's gorgeous to witness. So I love being here with both of you. Thank you. I think the crazy thing is like from the other side of all of it, you know, because Jack and I forget sometimes like what the world sees or what they must think when they see these two women, you know, like working together and thriving together. And as you're kind of chatting about this, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, it really ripples into our lives in so many ways because we get supported, you know, by our coach, by our sisters, but then we also take our relationship and speak with our husbands about it and speak with our friends about it. And, you know, so it really does take this next level of nurturing this relationship and being able to kind of visit the shadows and the darkness like not only do we we have to up level 
as individuals, but we also have to up level as a duo. And you know, that's not always easy. No, but what you've done, and this is part of the reason why I just adore both of you so much. What you've done is create such an unshakable example of what it is to be a woman who's really, really living in her devotion to being a woman. So I teach this and I work with this energy all the time, which is that we always have three choices. We have the choice to make something an option, like, mm, yeah, I kind of want to do that. I don't know if I'm going to do that. It's like this on the fence energy, which is where most people live one foot in, one foot out. The second is a clear decision to do something like I am going to do this. This is the choice I make. But the third level is where all of us want to be. And so few know how to get there and you are leading that. And I am leading that, which is a devotion period. The end, like I am devoted to this. That is what I'm doing. There is no other option. And that's what you two represent. It's like you, you're devoted to one another. You're devoted to yourself, your partnerships, your family, your business, but the devotion is unwavering. And that's what I feel. And that's what I know every person listening feels from you. And I love calibrating to that energy because anytime I'm like, you know, I was one foot in one foot out of our hypermind recently because it became so much to handle for me as someone who works in the unseen most of the time. It's a lot of human activity. And the two of you were really, <laughs> I was like, I, I want to see what they're doing. I want to be a part of their lives. I want to be in this group with you because of that devotion that you have to yourselves and one another. So I love witnessing it and I'm so glad I get to be a part of it. <laughs> oh my God, Angela, I have wild goosebumps over here. I'm, I feel like I'm going to blow both of your minds right now because I was like sitting there, I was like, ooh, what's the third? Like when you were talking and then when you said the word devotion, like instant goosebumps, I don't even think Robin knows this, but my word of this year is devotion. Oh. And I literally keep pulling oracle cards about devotion. Oh my gosh, that's, well, that's incredible. But that also just goes to prove you're right where you need to be. And that devotion is the cornerstone of your life. That's, oh, that's so beautiful. I'm just over here. I'm like, what, what is happening right now? And I love it. <laughs> you know, something that you said in there that really stood out to me was the use of the hypermind container that we're in. So for all of our listeners, the three of us are in a mastermind together with a whole bunch of other women. And as you can imagine, you know, if you're in a room or at a dinner party with a bunch of powerhouse boss, badass queens who all love to speak about energetics and money and up-leveling and shifting, and it's a loud room. Like inside of our hypermind, we have an ongoing group chat and it is active and it is fiery and real and truth-filled and honest and unshakable, you know, and one of the best things about being part of a mastermind is that it's always there. Like it is always there no matter what. And the interesting thing, Angela, about you saying that you were one foot in, one foot out, what I've really come to learn about, you know, the human and what it means to be a female leader is that how we show up one day and what we need you know, in one season and a week can be a season or a month can be a season or a year can be a season. But what we need in those times to lead ourselves, it always looks different, right? And so I feel like what I was, you know, how I witnessed that in the beginning was just this like, 
devotion to yourself and you speak a lot about your nervous system which i would love to tap into but this like you know radical self-awareness where you were like you know what this is like too much for me right now and i went through the same thing for months just being like i don't even know how i fit in here or what to say or like can i just jump in or i was confused about how to use the human aspect of the mastermind and what I learned was that the biggest, most powerful component of the mastermind to me was the energy, was knowing that like, even when I close my eyes at night, these eight sisters, 10 sisters, however many of us are in there, are still there. Like I could wake up and need them and they'd be there. I can like fall down a dark hole and one of them will be there. And it's that energy. It's that like unwavering sensation of being held and not only being held, but being held to your highest self. Like these women aren't just going to like give you a, an escape. Like they're not going to just let you get away with something, you know, they're going to hold you to this high regard. And the energy of the mastermind is what really blew me away. It did for me too. Like quite literally <laughs> it was like, yeah. uh, am I going to be blown away? <laughs> it's that triggered energy that we have to have in order to grow. And that, what you said about the energy of the group, like we are there no matter what, that's what kept me in. That was like, this is my commitment. This is my devotion, no matter what. And my clients know all the time, my followers, whoever know I am a, whatever it takes girl. And I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do no matter what, like whatever it takes. And that was a huge lesson for me. Like I love to say yes and to be all in. And then I love to, I loved, I liked the wobbling energy, you know, like it felt safe to me. And I, I found that, you know, this like spiritual excuse almost to be like, oh no, that's not what I need right now. Or that doesn't feel good. It's not, you know, and like you experience people, I'm sure you do with your clients all the time too, saying that something's not in alignment or I, I don't like to be led that way when really the truth is it's uncomfortable as fuck. And that's exactly where you need to go. You're just being like you want to stay comfortable, you know, you're being lazy with yourself. And that was my biggest learning through the whole process was like, how uncomfortable am I willing to get? Like, what is my word law? Am I really truly going to stand for myself and walk through this? Because it's so easy not to. Well, that's a really tricky thing. I am so glad we're having this conversation because it is really tricky to know when you're in alignment with something or whether it's time to move on. And I did this challenge on my Instagram a while back. It was called, I changed my mind challenge. And so all of my courses, all of my work, they pretty much come from jokes or like things that I'm talking about with my friends or my mastermind that I run. So it was a joke. Like I changed my mind challenge. I get to change my mind whenever I want. And the hilarious part about that challenge was I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the person that is always giving myself an out. I want to be the devoted person. I want to be devoted to my human body, to optimizing my human experience. I want to be fully devoted to my sisters, my tribe, my queens, my witches, to the uprising of woman. I want to be fully devoted to the masculine, to educating the masculine as to what their role looks like now that the paradigm shifts. I want to be fully devoted 
to my connection to spirit. You know, I don't want to be one foot in, one foot out. And as soon as I did that challenge, I realized this is not the kind of human I want to be. And when I devoted myself to our hypermind, I had these commitment kind of like, oh my God, am I going to run? Is it time to go? What if they don't like me? I don't earn as much as they earn. I'm not as pretty as they are. All the things every single one does, no matter how much she earns, how beautiful she is, how awesome her partnership is. I did all of those things. And it was the power of saying, I commit, I devote. I think that has unlocked so many shifts in my life over these last few weeks and months. So I totally get that wavering energy, the wobbling energy, but that's just not where growth happens. That feels so powerful to hear you say it. Like, just like that isn't where the growth happens. It's when you are willing to stand in your power, when you're willing to use your voice, when you're willing to, I mean, I just love that this word devotion keeps coming up. When you're willing to devote yourself to the thing, even if it's scary, even if it's uncomfortable, even if there's like all these fear voices coming up, that you're still willing to like step into that place. And always questioning. This is what I tell my clients. I'm not the end all be all. I don't know everything. You know just as much as I know, you know more than me in some areas. I know more than you in some areas. We're constantly shifting. All of us are, we're like the tide, you know, our cycles, our bodies, women, we're like the moon. We wax and we wane. We grow to fullness. We're the baby seed newness, you know, we're, we're here to go through these cycles and we have to be willing to question. This is one of the things I love about you two and about the women that are, that I'm now surrounded by in my life, not only in our hypermind, but my clients are like next level, like highest caliber. My friendships are shifting. And that is because I question what's happening. Like, okay, I have devoted myself to this, but this is uncomfortable. This is a boundary that's I'm not willing to budge on. So yes, we have to commit ourselves. We have to devote ourselves, but that isn't like a blind following. And that's something that we have to be really careful of. A few years ago, I was accused of being a cult leader, which is hilarious because I think the definition of a cult leader is like people are blindly following. And that's the antithesis of all that I am and stand for. I don't lead blindly. I don't follow blindly. I question everything. But a lot of people get confused about, oh, well, if I'm devoted, then I have these really strong boundaries about what's okay with, with me and what's not okay. But they don't understand that, yes, the questioning is great. But the devotion has to be there first in order for the boundaries and the questioning to like come up for evaluation. So I have a question about that piece. So going back to like being in question and being willing to ask the questions. And I think that that's hard. You know, that's a hard skill for a lot of people. And this goes back to being comfortable because often when we allow ourselves to get curious, we bring up the possibility of confrontation or a truth that feels scary. Like oftentimes we would just rather not know, right? But if we're in this position to ask questions and to get curious and then to shift, so in other words, to change our minds, how do we know if we are aligned with our spirit, with our truth, and we should be changing our minds versus we're taking the easy path and staying comfortable. Like what's the indicator there? So 
as soon as you were talking, I was thinking of like a house. Well, I'm in the process of like, am I going to buy a house? Am I going to buy land? I've been on the road for eight years now with no home base. I started out like legitimately homeless, living out of my car for a couple of years. And I was in a really bad place. And this older couple adopted me, brought me into their home, fed me. And I ended up building my business from scratch at that point. So I've been on all of the levels from extreme poverty, like starving to death, to now I make multiple six figures, moving towards a million dollars this year. And I love this question because as soon as you were speaking, I saw this house analogy. So it's like this. There are these different levels of choices, these different levels of decisions. When you're living somewhere, you choose a location. You choose a location where maybe your family is from or you and your partner live or you really feel called to the land. So you choose a location. Then you choose a house or you choose what type of house you want to build. Then you choose the interior decorating. You choose where the sinks go. You choose where I've never built or really even lived in a house for a long time. So I'm totally just making this up, but you get it. Like there's a grand scheme of things. Like I want to live in North America. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm American. I'm from the USA. So I'm going to live in North America. Then I pinpoint a location. Then I pinpoint the type of house. That type of house has to do with the location as well. So I'm in the South. Uh, where am I? West right now. I'm here in New Mexico where it is so dry. It is so arid. I wouldn't build like a two-story log cabin because I'm in the desert where it's hot. So everything is really low to the ground, earth colors made from dirt, the interior is very simple, very, very clean, easy to clean, easy to sweep. So these are the levels of decisions. So you're not going to all of a sudden, you know, most people are not going to wake up one day and be like, I want to move to Japan. I'm American, but today I want to move to Japan and like be a, a totally new person, right? Your devotion, my devotion, at least right now is to live in North America, in the United States, in somewhere in the Southwest. And the type of house I live in can change. The interior design can change. My neighbors can change. All of these different factors come into the formula of a choice. So like when we entered the hypermind, for instance, we said yes to the container. We didn't necessarily say yes to each individual woman. Like we didn't do that. That was part of the formula. So maybe those choices are not choices we would have made, but because those choices are part of the container, we can put up boundaries. We can say, if we want, I'm totally making this up. Like I am not going to reply to that person until I fix my energy around something, something she, she said or something she did. We have to fix our energy and we can put up the boundary to say, I'm not going to interact until I fix myself and then I'll enter into right communication. So we have multiple like choices. But overall, the foundational devotion has to be there. And for most people, it's a shaky, cracked foundation, and they're kind of hoping it works out. But when you build in a place, when you live in a place that really, truly feels held, you feel held, you feel like you're at home, the other decisions can be sort of fluid until you find your right formula. Yeah, I love that. Like That makes so 
much sense. And I feel like I've experienced it. I see it all the time. And as you were sharing your story there, I just was like so curious, like how you really got started in this work. I mean, obviously, we're the Spiritual Spectrum podcast. We do talk to a lot of women who have, you know, rose from rock bottom. How did you dive into this work that you're doing today? It was such an unexpected journey. So I went to a sister of the Ivy League University and I got a degree in international comparative politics. And I sailed around the world through the University of Virginia and had all these amazing experiences all on like student loans. And then when I finished that, I was like, what am I doing? This is not my path. I don't want to sit at a desk all day or be involved in politics. Like this is not my path at all. So I went on a journey where I basically packed up my car and just started driving. And I thought, I'm going to find my home. I drove to a Buddhist commune in upstate New York. I went to women's gatherings, you know, found my spirituality. And then I ended up in Oregon where I was living on some land with a Native American medicine woman. And very long story short, I ended up becoming a sort of death doula. And during that time of working with death, I was given the medicine of the phoenix, which is a, a, a death and rebirth medicine. And that energy spiraled into the work I'm doing. My business is actually called The Phoenix Experience because that was the first program I ever ran was a death and rebirth program. It was not a literal death program. However, uh, that program did end with the death of one of my clients at my women's gathering that I held very unexpectedly. And so I went into total collapse. My business died. I was in a terrible place. And once again, I rose from the ashes, created a new business. And so I teach from a place of like, I know, I know what it's like to go through the worst of the worst and the best of the best. And I'm here to tell anyone who's listening and myself first and foremost, that we didn't come to this planet for it to be easy. We didn't come here for the choices to be easy. We didn't come here for it to be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to do that. We came here for the highs and lows. I truly believe that. So my journey has been a very interesting one. <laughs> the stories, like I feel like we could just sit down forever and listen to your story, you know? And I don't know, I get this feeling from you that you've lived like 14 lives inside of this one lifetime. And I admire that so much. The ability to, I don't know, remake yourself, to continue to awaken on all of these different levels. And I don't know, it's just so, I feel like the word is, I mean, comforting almost to witness it you know, to, to read your story or hear your story and to, it makes other women braver. That's what we're here to do. We're not here to lead mm -hmm. from what we haven't experienced. We're here to lead from mm -hmm. what we've experienced. And we each had our own experiences and we have our own ways of teaching through those experiences, which is why the power of story, the power of being a woman and having that creation story, whatever our creation story looks like, we each have our own creation story. Like what was my creation story to Angela Faith Sumner? And it has been so beautiful and so traumatizing and so deep and so hilarious. It's all of those things. And each one of us have that. And we have to lead from that place with humility, with grace, with strength, but most of all, 
we have to lead with a, you can do it. Like you can do it. If I can do it, <laughs> if, if I can do this, mm -hmm. I know you can too. Totally. I, and I, I believe that at the core of, you know, all of our, the female leaders that are in our circle that, I mean, that is the core of our message, right? Is the empowerment, the rising together, the collaborative spirit, the, and just with all of that comes the willingness to tap into the abundance of the universe and to know that we're all supported. And it comes with this whole other set of beliefs and this deep-rooted trust that all needs to be activated in order for us to all be at that level. I love what you just said there. You said something about our beliefs and then this deep-rooted trust. And that's what I do in my work. And that's my devotion to being human is to take these dualities of like, we believe our story is true. Like I believe I have photographic evidence. I have people who corroborate that I sailed around the world once upon a time when I was 24 years old. That is my belief, right? It's a story. It's a story about something that happened to me. But then regardless of what our story is, regardless of what we believe about ourselves in comparison to other people, whether it's true or false, there is the other side of it, which is that trust, which is that no matter what has happened to you, we're all going to be okay. We're all going to be better than okay. But to be better than okay, we have to be willing to do the work that the two of you and I do. Because most people are fine with just okay. Most people are fine with like, whew, whew, I'm okay. Like I, I always do this. I love that emoji that's like the smiley face with the sweat dripping, the one droplet of sweat that's like, like, like <laughs> yeah. oops, I just snuck through here. Like, yeah. squeak, you know, like I just like squeak through. That feels good. I didn't have to go too far outside my comfort zone. Like, oh, phew, I can breathe again because it wasn't that scary because I didn't really dive into that next thing. Yeah, it's that phew. It's like that, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'm okay. And we know those people and there's nothing wrong. Like everyone is right where they need to be. And that took me a long time to understand about my clients, my family, my friends. I don't get to decide that people need to be better than they are. I only get to decide that when someone says, Angela Sumner, I want to work with you, then I can boss them around and make them be better than they want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's so important is allowing everyone to be on their own journey and recognizing that, you know, no matter what we desire for somebody else, whether it's a partner, a friend, a sibling, a parent, a child, like we don't get to rush them along. We don't get to force them into something like they get to be where they're at on their own journey of growth, expansion. Like we, it's, it's not our job to direct them where to go until they're like, until they're all in. If we try to force, if we try to, you know, put something on someone else before they're ready, like that, that's not serving them. It's not serving them. And that, that's a hard thing for us to do as we are serving humans with our lives and our, and our bodies and our message is to remove that idea that we have any clue what somebody else needs or wants unless they say it. Mm -hmm. Okay. We can't leave this conversation without diving into the word witch, because I feel like this will be a new word for most of our listeners. And I remember one of your posts that I just recently read of yours, you talked about the queen energy and the witch energy. As you came into the hypermind, I was literally reading a book called Witch. And yeah, I just want to dive into that with you. Yes. 
What is the witch? <laughs> this is the best. This is my favorite topic by far because I know that my life is one about triggering people and making them uncomfortable. And so I actually, this is, might shock you, but it's fine. I don't identify necessarily as a witch. The only reason I use that word is because it creates a heightened sense of emotion and it creates a destabilization of the known. And that is what I'm here to do. Create a destabilization of the known so you can catapult into the unknown where the magic, the quantum, you know, the other happens. So the word witch has many, many meanings. I think of it as someone who is deeply connected to the elements, to the unseen, to guidance, be that from the animals, from plants, from ancestors, from, you know, the, like I said, the elements like water, fire, earth, and air. So for me, a witch is someone who's just deeply connected to all that we see and don't see. So I can't agree more with Jack on this. And like, I want to know what, because so many times when I've heard you talk, I'm like, am I a witch? Can I be a witch? I, I want to be a witch. I don't, I don't know what makes me a witch, but what... So you said straight away, like really early on, I, I don't necessarily identify with being a witch or I'm not a witch. I can't remember what you said, but. So I, I think that I, I, I am a witch, just like I am a queen, just like I am, you know, a woman. Am I really a queen? Like no one, no one gave me a scepter and like told me I'm the queen of any land. Just like there is no real, real clear delineation of what is a witch and what makes someone a witch. I believe I'm kind of a combination of things. I'm part human, part non-human, part queen, part witch, part wild creature. There's all these different parts that come into play in my experience. So I love the word witch, but like, I think there are so many more witchy women than me, you know, women who are herbalists and, and really connect with the earth in that way, or women who cast spells, or women who play with divination tools and decks and things like that. I don't really use any outside energy besides myself. And so you're probably actually way witchier than me. <laughs> I don't think I am, but I want to be. <laughs> and I, I feel like I'm really just going through this level of, of like self evolution and realization just noticing how much of of myself wants to be tapped in and tuned in to that the essence of the earth and the cycles and the rituals and a couple of months ago i got together with some women and we ended up casting a spell and making a potion and like we took it really seriously and it was playful and fun but it also felt like this next level devotion and and witchery and i felt so much like myself and i want more of it you know, but it feels like in society, that's such a strange thing to admit. Oh, it is. And actually, as you're speaking, it's so funny because the two of you look like the sisters kind of in practical magic. I'm just putting this together. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. We kind of do, Jack. Who? I don't even know who's in practical magic. It's Sandra Bullock. And Nicole Kidman and their sisters and their witches. <laughs> oh my gosh. And yeah, red hair, brown hair. Oh my gosh. I want to watch. Okay, it. but 
but here's the deal. You're probably actually, actually, and I have found this with women way more connected to the unseen than we even realize. You are probably that already. And anytime someone's drawn to doing rituals, spell work, plant work, or even animal work, divination tool work, it's because there's like an ancient connection to that. So I went to Salem, Massachusetts. I was called there about a year and a half ago, and I found my first ancestor who came over from England. Her name was Joanna Sumner, and she was a witch, and her child was taken from her, and they said her child was bewitched. And so I went to go find where this all went down, and I felt such a connection to this like ancestry that we know so little about. So I don't teach ritual spell work, that sort of thing. I'm more of the, of the simple everyday magic. So reconstructing thoughts and really defining how you want your body to look and feel and what you have to do to get that, right? Making sure your words reflect the reality that you want to live. So I do very like practical magic, haha. <laughs> and I know people who do way you know deeper magic than myself, but as a white witch, I have taken a vow of, I do no harm, I don't cast spells, I don't involve other people in my magic unknowingly. So it's an interesting line that we walk because there's all this unseen, but we have to remember with the unseen comes light and it comes dark. So if, if you're considering like delving into magic or delving into the other realms, I would say just really make sure you set your commitment and set your vow early on before you begin that work. So you really know, again, what is your devotion to uncovering more of your connection to that part of being a woman? Okay. Well, I feel like that was like a big fat permission slip for me and every other woman who feels like me, who's like curious and a little bit I don't know, I want to use the word like timid, you know, like who's like excited, but also like, oh, I don't know what to do. But I feel like you just gave me permission, yeah, to tap into that and to just begin to explore it and to get curious. And as I'm saying this, I'm looking up into the sky and there's two clouds that are shaped as big giant hearts. So I'm going to take that as a big hell yes and begin to tap into my witchery, my witchy vibes. Yes, I, I always issue just one small reminder to anyone who's, who's really interested in working in, in that kind of magical space is you have to remember, just like with being human, there is always that duality of darkness and light. So make sure your commitment is clear, your devotion is clear, make sure that your desire is clear. Like, why am I doing this? I say to my clients all the time, it isn't what you're doing. It's why you're doing it and who you are while you're doing it. So if you're looking to work uh, with your magic and, and delving into all things witchy, be really, really clear with why you're doing it and who you're being while you're doing it. And then you will never go astray. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So, okay. So for all of the other women who are out there, like so enthralled and captivated by you and what you do and um, your language and I mean, your seductive voice and the things that you, you offer, where can they find you? Mm. Yes, they can find me on Instagram. It's at Angela Sumner. And then there is an underscore after it, but it doesn't matter. I'll pop right up. And then AngelaSumner.com. You can send me a message, send me an email. I'd love to connect 
and I have a couple of programs running and I do beautiful, beautiful work with women who want to transform, who are really willing to do whatever it takes to become the version of themselves they want to live. Yeah, I feel like so many women are going to be just running to your website right now, just like so interested in this conversation and what's next. I am just excited to like keep peeling back the layers and getting to know you more and more inside of the hypermind because I mean, obviously the three of us had a little love fest here in the beginning and I just love the work that you're up to that we're bringing to the world together and I just, it feels like magic. Yes, it is magic. I'm so grateful to both of you. I love being here and I can't wait to do more beautiful magic with you. Thank you so much, Angela. Yeah, we just love you. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you both. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise. Love you, ladies. If you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the Femme Podcast on Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly. Every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth, development, to really help you sink into living your best life, to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay. So you can pay whatever you like, $11, $33, or $77 for the entire month. You also get access to all of the recordings. Go take advantage every single month. We also donate part of the proceeds to a change-making organization. So while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community, you're also giving back to the world. So we love you so much. We can't wait to see you inside that community to make change, to spark Uh, more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.